Welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Hi everyone, welcome to season two, episode 12 of our Montessori Babies show. Today's episode is something really, really exciting because we are talking all about transition cues and how to use them to support your baby in infancy and toddlerhood and beyond. And before we jump into this really fun conversation, I thought we could start with some fun updates. So first, Happy February. I am so glad to be here talking with all of you amazing parents and caregivers and monastery educators. This year is already flying by so quickly and so much has happened. So in my world with my son, so many things have happened. Of course, he's an infant and things just happen so quickly in infancy. But wow, a couple weeks has just brought the world of changes. So we recently moved again into a more permanent living situation. Um, We had initially moved into a one-bed apartment and it was a potentiality of being a permanent situation for a minute just due to my husband's job, Um, but it ended up not being that. And so now we're in a two-bedroom little condo and a more permanent situation. And I am just so, so excited because now I get to set up my son's very own Montessori room. I was able to pull everything that I've been collecting for him over the years. So I pulled everything out of the garage and now he has a bedroom full of Montessori things, furniture, materials, a lot of other things that I've collected and like a ball tracker, some of my favorite floor mats that I used in my classroom, you know, (laughs) all, you know, infant chairs. I have a really fun tapestry that I used to have in my classroom, just stuff like that. And I'm just really, really excited to be sharing all of it with him finally. So Within this world of setting up your child's environment, one small tip I have for you within the setting up process is to sort of feel out the flow of the space before you make permanent changes, like nail things on walls, for example. Because there will be pieces of furniture you may find you need to move based off of, you know, what your baby's able to access and maybe logistically certain areas will make more sense in other spaces. Or you find your child driven to a certain part of the room. Like there's a lot that you'll notice once you get the room flowing and once you start using this space, once your child is obviously flowing within their environment. So Yeah, so I'm in the feeling out the environment part of his setup. And so far, I've rearranged twice, maybe three times. (laughs) But I'm really liking how it's set up now. And I put out my son's pickler triangle because he's pulling up to stand on everything. Oh my goodness, he is now starting to let go and like kind of fall to his bum and sit. And so yeah, I'm just having so much fun with that. The setup where he's at in his environment, where he's at in his development. And, you know, just as his mom and as his guide and... As someone, you know, who just gets to even observe and experience him during this phase of his development is just so fun. And I know many of you are also experiencing these same firsts with your babies. And so I just want to say that I am so, so excited for you during this time. I know we're all here in this together, just in awe of our little ones and their incredible drives to learn about their world and all the firsts. And it's just such a joy. So 
Another really fun update is that I'm really having so much fun with my Montessori Babies course community. When I had first launched my course earlier in 2022, it seemed most parents felt, you know, the most comfortable communicating via messenger or email um, directly with me, which I love. And most of the parents still do that. But now so many of our course parents and caregivers and educators are also being so interactive in our Montessori Babies course Facebook group and Facebook chat. And it is just just so fun to see how this community is growing and evolving and connecting and supporting each other in this just really beautiful way on this really wonderful journey. And I also recently added my entire collection of Montessori baby and toddler language card digital downloads to our course, which are essentially lots of really wonderful AMI Montessori aligned language cards that I personally made and used over the years in Montessori for babies and toddlers. And now it's available to those in my course. So that's a really fun update. And another thing is that in the last episode, I forgot to mention that the Montessori Babies Masterclass that I recently launched on the six steps to begin Montessori with your baby has a just insane promotion (laughs) and gift for the Montessori Babies course at the end of it. So you learn about it at the end. But essentially, my goal is to make the course itself as accessible to everyone as possible. You know, I would love to have you if you feel like it's right for you. Also, even if you've already begun Montessori in your home, the masterclass that I just put out, so the six steps that we speak about are steps you've likely not heard. So they're foundational steps that are essential to implementing your Montessori experience prior to a lot of the toys and environment and ideas that you see on social media. And that's the reason I created it is because, you know, all of these pieces are essential to have laying at the bottom of your Montessori foundation. And they'll prove to be foundational gold for getting that peaceful child-led Montessori experience for baby and for you and for your environment. Yeah, so if you're looking to enrich and support the experience you're building for your sweet baby, I definitely suggest registering. It is a totally free masterclass and you can register in the show notes below. So now on to today's topic, which is all about transition cues and how starting them in infancy can not only support your infant and their experiences, but it can also really support your baby's transition into toddlerhood and therefore make your life a lot easier too. So let's start this topic with our quote, which I pulled from an article on challenges with transitions from Child Mind Institute. And this article was written by Catherine Martinelli. And she wrote, humans are creatures of habit. Even when we welcome it, change takes more energy. So perhaps it's not surprising that children often find it difficult to make transitions between activities, places, and objects of attention. And this is the perfect way to dive into today's topic because we're talking all about transitions and supporting our babies and laying foundations that can help transitions in infancy and toddlerhood and beyond. So to start... Transition cues are more from the developmental world than the Montessori world. And because of that, I wanted to share a thought that I landed on after my years of studying Dr. Montessori and her works, both in my training and my AMI Montessori training, but also in my Montessori master's program and within the other research I've done on my own. And we'll dive deeper into this thought that I'm about to let you know of um, in another episode. But essentially, 
Dr. Montessori passed away in 1952, so over half a century ago. And after all that I learned about her and what she advocated for, I sit in a space where I am a believer that considering she was a researcher and a pioneer and an advocate for supporting our children's development through observation, I believe that if she were alive today, not only would she be open to evolving ideas in the developmental world, but she'd be seeing if it can optimally support the children she's working with, right? She's a researcher. And so I think she'd be on top of modern research as well as continuing to research herself and, you know, using observations as her tool and guide along the way, of course. And so anyway, even though transition cues aren't something taught in the Montessori training, I think if it made sense for the children in her space, she'd embrace the idea personally. That's my own personal thought. (laughs) And I learned about these because I also have a background in child development, right? So I had a lecture with this incredible, incredible professor who spent her nights, you know, teaching adults all about child development and early childhood education and spent her days in the classroom with her toddlers and preschoolers. And I just think that it's so, so beautiful that, you know, that's where her passion lies, you know? And so now you and I get to talk all about transitions and transition cues and how they can support your baby because I ended up taking what she had taught us and applying it to infants and how infants learn and it just it worked out super well. So anyway, let's go ahead and start with what transition cues mean, right? And to do that, we have to start with transitions. So transitions themselves are shifts that occur that change the environment or flow or what baby knows is currently happening, right? So transitions as a term, it's commonly used for bigger things like transitioning onto a toddler bed or transitioning into school, right? But for the sake of today, we're going to be talking about smaller transitions that occur throughout the day for baby. Something like cleaning baby up from their meal at the table and moving them to their room. That's a transition. Or getting ready to go outside to play. That's a transition. Even something like picking baby up to go change their diaper is a transition. There are so many little transitions that our babies go through throughout the day and we often don't even realize it, right? And so what I will say is that in infancy, it usually depends on the child of whether or not transitions will affect them. Some babies have a really hard time with transitions and others seem to be totally fine with them. But as most babies, babies approach toddlerhood, transitions can become increasingly difficult, regardless of whether or not they were, you know, settled with them as babies, right? And that's because as they near toddlerhood, they near a new phase of awareness and a new phase of development. So they're now entering a stage where they seek autonomy and control over their own selves and what happens to them, right? So they assert themselves a lot more, aka the tantrums. And as they reach toddlerhood, this often comes out strongly during transitions. So because they are seeking this sense of autonomy over themselves, just randomly picking them up and saying, hey, let's go change your diaper, you know, that might trigger a moment where they want autonomy and they might show that in a big way, kind of depending on the child, right? It might trigger a big feeling. Like a transition outside might trigger a big feeling. Small and big transitions might trigger more and more feelings, right? So let's talk about transition cues and how they can support your baby's transitions and your eventual autonomy seeking toddler's transitions as well. So to start, what are transition cues? 
So transition cues are verbal or visual or auditory cues to let your child know that a transition is about to happen. And I'll be giving examples in just a bit, but let's go ahead and go over the rest of the ideas around transition cues first. So you may be wondering, how can transition cues help infants? So the way that transition cues help our babies is because babies find security in consistency, right? And so they find that trust in the expectation. So when we offer transition cues consistently, they learn to expect that the sound or phrase means that a change or shift is going to happen. And as they come into higher levels of awareness, so as they continue to evolve into a young toddler, they'll know that this means that, right? It's been consistent since they were little. So now with toddlers, this can help toddlers because you're offering verbal, auditory, maybe even visual cues. So offering them a tool and, you know, the respect of letting them know to expect what is about to happen. And then if we pair that with directed choices, for our toddlers as often as we can. We are both honoring the stage they're in and keeping things a lot more peaceful around the house and in the classroom, right? Because then we're also giving them that autonomy that they're seeking by offering them the control and the power of making these decisions that are guided by us. So that's within the directed choice, right? I do also want to note that transition cues are amazing for our babies and toddlers who are highly sensitive or have special needs for very similar reasons, right? So the consistency can really help our babies and toddlers settle and trust to expect that this sound or phrase means that change is about to happen. So to give you an example of a transition cue, let's say for the sake of this example, you have to leave the house and your child is playing in their room, in their working area. And so you may say something like, okay, we're going to start cleaning up in five, four, three, two, one, all done. You know, something like that. That could be the cue. And you say it every time this needs to happen. It offers a countdown. And if you start it when they're tiny, they can get really excited and knowing what to expect next, right? Because they know this, you know, five, four, three, two, one, all done. Maybe you're signing all done at the same time. You know, they can now expect that, you know, a change is going to happen. They're about to enter a transition. And then maybe you say something like, time to put everything away so we can go. And then you may sing a song, right? Like, we're putting away our materials, our balls, toys, and books. We're putting everything back where it goes so we can leave or something like that. (laughs) Then depending on how old, you know, your baby is, you can either encourage them to help put away their stuff or model it or both. And then say for a baby who isn't walking yet, maybe you offer a cue like, I am going to pick you up, up, up. So... I actually use this one with my son because I wanted him to kind of start to learn that that means I was going to pick him up. So then he would start raising his arms. And then when I say up, you know, like the first time he raises his arms and then on the last up, I pick him up kind of like in a really fun way. And, you know, it ends up being like a fun, happy little moment, right? And so that's just another cue, letting him know what's going to happen labeling the action as well. So I'm going to pick him up, but also saying it in that fun way so they can get excited about it. And then within that, there's also the trust, right? Because it's said every time the transition is about to happen. Okay, so back to the example. So fast forward to leaving the house now. So say, assuming you're ready and you gathered your stuff and, you know, as you're leaving, you can again say, I'm going to pick you up, up, up. 
up like if you had to put baby down to get your things and then maybe you let them know as you're leaving the house and you're going to the car and you know you sing a song for example a song that is like we're walking to the car or like you know we're going to lock the door or whatever I always use that tune you know you can really put words to any tune whatever is the most comfortable to you so all of these little cues and songs and phrases when used consistently can offer your baby and toddler that trust and security within those transitions, those little transitions throughout the day. That said, I do want to note that transitions can be really hard for some babies and toddlers. Like I mentioned earlier, I have led both infant and toddler classrooms and supported parents in the home settings. And I have known so many babies and toddlers who have had a hard time in transitions. You know, it's very, very common, very normal. For example, when I had my classroom, like when we were getting ready to go outside, sometimes it's just like the anticipation is growing so big inside of them. You know, they don't know what to do with their bodies. And so they start to hit or they'll cry or, you know, something along those lines, you know, because they're expressing and they don't know what to do with their bodies. And I just want to say that if your baby or toddler does some of these things, it is also just so, so normal. It just means that, you know, they're anticipating this transition or even, you know, within the transition and they know it's a shift in what was just happening. Sometimes they're excited. They can't stand it. You know, sometimes they're upset because they want to keep doing what they were doing. You know, it depends on the transition, right? And sometimes it's just the transition itself, you know, just the moving of one thing to the next. And regardless, it is all typical and all things I've seen. But I do want to say that there are absolutely tools that we can use to support our babies and toddlers who have a tougher time in transitions like transition cues. So in the developmental world, I've seen teachers and child therapists use things like charts with with pictures. So that's why I had said visual cues earlier because I've seen, you know, sort of day flow charts where each transition has a photo and the child grabs the picture and initiates it. And that's more so used in a lot of, you know, traditional developmental preschool environments and in therapy sessions and stuff like that. So the auditory cue may be something like a bell or an instrument or a song that plays just before the transition is happening. So the child can know, oh, the transition is going to happen now. And of course, the first phrases and songs that you can use are endless, you know, for transition cues. You can really make those your own too. I always personally stuck to phrases and songs. I did know one Montessori teacher who had taught in primary, so the three to six age group, and she had taught in Montessori's all over the world. And she would use this gorgeous bell to signal transitions. And it was just so beautiful to hear because her classroom was across from mine and I could just hear the bell. So I knew the transitions were happening too. <laughs> so yeah, so basically just find whatever works for you and your child and then do it consistently. So consistently that it becomes a habit for you even in your sleepier states. And it becomes what your child can trust to expect. And it will be such a gift for your baby. And honestly, for you as well because your own transitions with baby will be a lot more peaceful, right? And all of those matter to you as well. Yeah, so that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this discussion on transition cues and using them to support, you know, your babies and your toddlers and I hope you're able to use it and apply it and let me know how that goes. So yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, I would love if you would leave a review. It really helps other families and educators find our podcast. And also, I would love to have you join my masterclass as well to get those six super important foundational steps to jumpstart your Montessori experience with your baby. You can register for that in the show notes below if you're interested. I am so, so thankful to have had you here for today's episode on transition cues and I will catch you in our next episode. Bye. 
it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Montessori Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye!